0: Me I'm looking for. Hello? Who's there? Hey, how's it going? My name's Russ. This is Russ. I am the host of the Dapper Dividends podcast here on the National Public Radio Midday Forum. We're going to be talking about dividend investing and looking at all things related to dividend investing. No, don't go to sleep yet, everybody. This is me, your fun, filthy host, I don't know, I'm filthy, I literally just got out of the shower, so I'm not your filthy host, but I am happy that you're here, letting me come in your ear holes for 30 odd minutes or so, and got a lot of stuff to talk about, new strategy we got going on with the, with the, you know what, I'm investing, and I'm trying to grow my wealth, and share what I'm doing with you, win, lose, or draw, I've never watched win, lose, or draw, I know it was a show, wasn't on Nick at Night, was it? Shout out, Nick at Night, Nickelodeon. I forget who owns Nickelodeon now. God darn it. I don't think WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery. Maybe they do. Maybe they do own Nick at Night. Anyways, yeah, we're going to talk about why I just sold two really nice dividend growth stocks today. A little bit of news, a little bit of a couple interesting things that we're going to jump right into. Um, You know what? Let's just do this. First off, just because I'm going to follow my notes linear, linear early. Linear early. I follow my notes. Now we just make up words here. Yes, we do. I'm in Chicago. Blackhawks fan. It's been kind of hard to watch. Patrick Kane. So long, buddy. Thanks for the memories. Number 88. If you don't know who Patrick Kane is, he is a superstar hockey player traded to the New York Rangers. Will be fun to see what happens there. And speaking of things that are happening in New York, people are eating spam. How do I know that? Well, i Just guessing, because spam is literally everywhere. A little bit of news today. Hormel Foods, if you are looking for a Dividend King on discount, newsflash, news alert, Hormel Foods, ticker H-R-L. So they dropped 5% today. They came up short on their earnings and their revenue. Their top line, which is the money coming in the door, that's another way to, that's a fancy Top line is a fancy way to say sales. That slipped 1% from last year. Uh, they did predict net sales growth of 1% to 3%. That's their forward guidance for 2023. And yeah, they're just reiterating the same things that we saw from what, like Target and Lowe's as they were both... Dude, Lowe's got crushed. They're all saying the same thing. People are running out of money. All those stimmy funds... It's all gone. People were pent up. People were spending. But Hormel Foods, dude, they're a dividend king. They have a Simply Safe dividend safety score of 99. And they've been paying that growing dividend for 57 years. 13% 20-year CAGR for Hormel Foods. And I said spam because they do own spam, right? They own Jenny O' Turkey Store. They own a bunch of other refrigerated foods. As I'm looking here, stalling. Here we go. Really quick, because I I wasn't that smooth for you, but this is what Hormel owns. And shout out, if you like, we're going to talk about food in this episode for a minute here. I just realized, but Hormel owns Skippy Spam. Shout out to the Spam Museum up there. Yeah, hey there, up there in Minnesota. The uh, Hormel brand. Get out. Hormel owns Hormel. Natural Choice, Applegate, Justin's, Jenny O, Cafe H, Black Label. I haven't heard of many of these others. Planters. Oh, that's right. They own planters and nutrition. The planters, cheese balls, corn nuts, and that sort of stuff. And they were founded in 1891, was Hormel. And their dividend is currently 28% above that five year average. So if you were looking for a time to start a position in Hormel, outright now would probably be a good time they're not going anywhere those brands i just read to you not going anywhere and they're gonna be okay for the long term 2.63 percent yield again to almost 30 percent above their five-year average for good old hormel quick note silvergate capital if you don't know them they are a crypto digital currency bank institution thing over there they went off a cliff today, their shares fell 58%. And I normally don't talk about that, but I think this is just indicative and it's it's coming for coin... Did you hear that? Zipped up my hoodie and I'm all of a sudden we're making music, baby. Hey, I'm not saying I'm Wonder Woman, but I am saying you've never seen her and I in the same room together. But Silvergate, dude, 58% drop. I think... That's going to spread to Coinbase. And the reason is because they delayed filing their annual report with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. And partners were taking steps away. I can read that word. (laughs) Uh, Coinbase did, Galaxy Digital, some other uh, crypto things you don't really need to know about. But it is interesting to watch. And I do tell you that is more of a... Oh, get your popcorn ready, type thing, because it's going to take a while. And I still see all the crypto people out there. And we do know, though, that when bubbles pop, there's still lingering spurts and sputters. It doesn't, people are still believers in WorldCom and the dot coms. You know, it doesn't just overnight. And I think the bubble popped, and we still have people hanging on to the crypto fantasy and dreams. Hey, who wouldn't want to put five hundred dollars into Dogecoin, and in a couple years you're a multimillionaire? I mean, it just doesn't work like that for everybody. I wish it did. I tried. I still have money stuck over there on Celsius, and it's at like four grand right now. I mean, it's it's it sucks. And you guys know I've talked about it. I don't know what's gonna happen if I'll see any of it, but I've pretty much moved all of my crypto out. I just have a tiny, tiny little bit left, and that is my whole crypto thing. Oh, dude, if you haven't been, and do that, because I know we have some of our girls, Wendy, if you're listening, what's up, Wendy? I've been an ER earnings earnings report, no, earnings call, (laughs) listening fool, quarter app. Look it up. It's free. It's awesome. Uh, I'm going to put the link to quarter as I write it down. It's Q-U-A-R-T-R, quarter, there's no E-R, quarter, and it's earnings calls. Makes it really simple to listen to the calls. You put in the stocks you want. They got a few stock lists that you can check out, and I would highly recommend it. If you've got an hour, you know, here's a hack. I completely forgot. I was listening to the Toronto Dominion earnings call, and it was going really poorly. It was boring. I mean, slow and boring. Put it on one and a quarter or 1.5x and it is just much boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yes, now they, they're they picking up the pace. And I do just this week. I listened to Realty Income, Franchise Group, ticker FRG. We'll talk about them in a minute. Innovative Industrial Properties, IIPR. Oh, by the way, uh, I do have a video coming out for a portfolio update. Those couple I touched on, uh, Realty Income. I bought more. I'm at 101 shares now in the self-directed IRA. Really, really interesting. Dude, Sumit Roy, their CEO, like him. I like his style. They're kind of starting to branch out away from their bread and butter, which is like the triple net lease real estate where you think of Home Depot, Dollar General, Walgreens, CVS, those types of stores uh, that they have operators on. And they are going into gaming, right? Remember when we talked about they bought Wynn? So that was their first gaming property. They bought Metro Wholesale, seven properties in Italy. So we're in Italy now. That's their fourth international, um, I guess, place where they're doing business. (laughs) It's not a nice way to say it. But yeah, so the way they described it, Sumit Roy did, he said it's as if uh, and i well, this is my adding, but if cisco uh, not Cisco systems but cisco uh, ticker s y y the food delivery service and Costco had a baby that is metro, and they're all around Italy and roma they're all around Roma that sounded like not a, Italian anyways it pizza it's italian it's, <laughs> these guys, this i I really 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 should practice my impressions instead of just doing them on a whim for you guys and sorry i was getting a text message um why why does my phone blow up it's xfinity by the way everybody i just paid my annual or my (laughs) quarterly weekly monthly payment tax it's one of those Uh, anyway where were we realty income before we so rudely interrupted is branching out they're also uh investing a billion dollars into plenty Uh, which is a vertical farmer. Interesting concept, vertical farming. Although the thing you you need to know, that it's farming that's vertical. So it's just stacked up on top. Just think like farming inside of a skyscraper is the kind of what we could do. It's just not done on the ground. It's done in like shelves and racks and they have special ultraviolet lighting to mimic the sun. And Fantastic. You know, so they're they're trying that. That's over in Virginia, I think. They're gonna expand into that. And then the last thing is certain um consumer-centric medical properties, kind of like dentist office where the patient comes first, where it's all centered around the comfort and the experience, trying to make it, you know, before they're gonna drill in your mouth. Trying to make you as comfortable as possible, playing that '80s yacht rock. You got Hall and Oates out there while you're <laughs> while you're getting your head. Now they my my dentist is cool. They put on Netflix for me while they're doing that. Uh, what else did I listen to? Uh, innovative and in- so with realty income, you worried the worry is about them becoming like a conglomerate and branching out too big. But it's not like AT and T buying Warner Brothers. At least this is, and they said they've done their due diligence on it, this is them buying real estate. They're still in the realm of real estate, just a different type of real estate. So it is a little bit riskier. Uh, They did touch on how the... Credit rating isn't there for some of these, but they've done their homework. They've brought in the right people. I trust Realty Incomes Management. They are the monthly dividend company. So I did buy more and I will probably buy more as they get closer to $60 a share. Innovative industrial properties. All you need to know, really risky. A lot of headwinds in the sector right now for medical cannabis. And they addressed a lot of the problems They're going to be fighting in courts trying to get the properties back from evicting some of these tenants. It's really risky, good management team, but I think there's a lot of things outside of their control. So invest cautiously. Invest cautiously, everybody. <laughs> That's a Scottish Harry Carey, everybody. Who's been drinking, apparently? Toronto Dominion, I bought a few more shares of. I'm still halfway through their earnings call. I uh, just got into the uh, question and answer nextar media they had less than stellar earnings but again perry sook their ceo from what i can tell the guy has a really good vision and is moving a, a lot of it was dragged down by the cw which they bought they're trying to turn that sucker around uh, so anyway i bought one more share of nextar media they uh, also own wgn radio here in chicago main street capital ticker main they are a bdc uh, I bought more of, or no, I have not bought more of them, but they are just knocking it out of the park. I intend to buy more of them and uh, when life storage, ticker LSI, they had rejected the public storage bid. They said they felt like it was a low ball that when their stock was low, cause the market had undervalued life st- storage, that's when public storage raised their dividend 50% and then just swooped in with an offer and wanted to pick up Life Storage on the cheap. Essentially the board said, "Uh-uh. <laughs> You're way undervaluing this company. So, I think there'll be another offer in the future and we'll we'll see what happens with that. One thing I came across that I thought was fun that I wanted to point out to you was I was reading how a lot of McDonald's franchisees are pushing back because they don't want to do the Cardi B meal, Like even though because you know, I don't listen to Cardi B. And what was the guy, Outpost, or I don't know. There was some guy, I think not Outcast, uh, some other guy named Control Block. What I, They have these craziest names. And if that's your thing, shout out to Ian Lopuk. He likes, I think, that music. Maybe he's more old school hip hop, but... They're pushing back, the franchisees, and it made me think about Domino's Pizza. They're a franchise company. And then I also started investing into Franchise Group, ticker FRG, and they have some brands that you probably are aware of. These are some of their brands. They have the Vitamin Shop, Pet Supplies Plus, that's a big one you guys probably know, American Freight, which is Furniture, Mattresses, and Appliances. They have Buddies Home Furnishings, the Sylvan Learning Center, which helps kids learn when school isn't teaching them right enough. <laughs> there it is. School isn't teaching them right enough. You can tell I did good schooling. You heard? Uh, Badcock, which is home furniture, and then Wagon Wash. They wash. They'll wash your dogs there. It's a gourmet bakery and washery for your dogs, for little pup pups, little puppy pups. Everybody loves a little puppy pup. Anyways, guys, we reel it back in here. So it got me thinking about what are some of the top franchise brands. And I have a link to this in below. It is the 2023 Franchise 500 ranking. Uh, It's by entrepreneur.com. It's their 44th annual ranking of the top 500 franchises. And I thought we'd do the top 10. Kind of fun. Guess what number one is? I'll wait. <laughs> Some people that have never heard the show before are like, where did he go? Hello? Russ? Are you okay? I'm okay. Number one. You okay? I'm okay. Okay. Annie, are you okay? You okay, Annie? Remember that alien ant farm? Annie, are you okay? They did the Michael Jacks. Hey, if you... Okay, I'll put a link to this below. Because... If you guys have not seen, if you even if you're somebody that's old, like if you're somebody that's really old, like over forty nine, <laughs> uh, check out the video in below when this podcast is through and done for Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. They covered Michael Jackson back in the day, and my water bottle popped, It scared the hell out of me. Okay, we're onto the franchises. We might go long on this one. I got a lot to say. And you know me, I can jabber jaw. So I'm happy that you've got me in your ears for a little while. But number one, Taco Bell. Did I keep you hanging on long enough? Number one on the list is Taco Bell. We won't sing them all. So Taco Bell is owned by Yum Brands, ticker Y-U-M. 1.88% uh, dividend. And they also, Yum Brands also owns KFC and Pizza Hut. Number two, Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Louisiana Kitchen is uh, RBI, Restaurant Brands International. And no, their ticker is not RBI. It's QS. Jeez, God help us. It's QSR. I don't know. Remember why it's QSR? Quality service restaurants, maybe. I just made that up. Could be right. I got a lot of stuff rattling around in my head. QSR, ticker, which is for RBI. Are you confused? I'm confused. They own also, as well, Burger King and Popeyes, Louisiana Kitchen, because I just told you about that. Uh, I think they also do own, uh, I didn't write it down. So let's also see here that, you look it up. They own one others, I can't think of it right now. Burger King, Popeyes, and it's something we all know and love. It's it's not coming to me. Number three, Jersey Mike Subs which is privately held. Number four top franchise is the UPS store, ticker UPS. You guys know UPS, 3.51% dividend yield. Shout out to Bill Gates, who holds UPS. I just ha- featured them in a short last weekend. Number five, do you run on Duncan? I just saw Geneva, Illinois today. There was a Duncan. It said, Geneva runs on Duncan. That's number five. They are privately held. Although they were taken. They were taken. <laughs> I need to go to Sylvan Learning Center. So Dunkin' Donuts was took in private uh, a few years ago. Uh, they're number five. Number six, Come On or Kumon, ticker it's, ticker, it's K-U-M-O-N. That's another kind of like Sylvan supplemental education. Education. They are also privately held. Number number seven, Ace Hardware, privately held from what I can tell, although I did find ticker A-C-E-H-F, which is Ace Hardware Indonesia, which you can invest in, doesn't pay a dividend. And they're based right here out of Chicago. If you see them, if you're driving here, you're right by Oakbrook on I-88. When you're by the mall, look to the south and you'll see two big Ace Hardware office buildings Number number eight, Culver's Hamburgers. Shout out to Culver's Frozen Custard. I don't eat it, but a lot of people apparently do. They're number eight. They're also privately held. Number nine, Hampton. Hampton Inn, which is owned by Hilton, ticker HLT. They have a 0. .41%. Itty-bitty, tiny, teeny dividend yield does uh, that. And number 10, Wingstop. Do you like chicken wings? Should I ask you that first. Do you like chicken? Here, start over. At number 10, do you like chicken wings? Well, if you do, check this out Wingstop ticker W I N G. They pay a dividend too, 0.44%. Although Alpha Spread says they're about 60% overvalued, somewhere around $59, $55 would be fair value there at $170. And we're not going to go through all 500 here. But a couple more that popped out that I thought were interesting. Uh, Number 14, McDonald's. 15, Wendy's. I'll just tell you some of the dividend companies. Number 20, Snap-on Tools. Number 22, Pet Supplies Plus. Plet Supplies Plus. Number 23 is Burger King. There's 25, Doubletree by Hilton. So just, yeah, Home to Suites by Hilton. Number 27, hey, Planet Fitness. They don't pay a dividend, but... I definitely know they are a publicly traded uh company so just a cool little site you can look through some of the papa john's checking in at number 37 and pizza hut number 40 so you can check out some of these for yourself maybe you know they give you info too so if you want to start a kona ice hey you know what maybe you're looking for a, a change of pace you want to start a kona ice kona ice where have we turn your mouth blue <laughs> call the paramedics he's blue mouth no he's just eating kona ice i don't know if it does one of those the icies did right they turn your mouth blue this is like kids would eat it tell them put it don't put it in your hair now we're gonna move along here everybody come along come along with me 21 friggin minutes are you kidding me wow all right well We're going to go through this one a little bit quicker then, I guess. We won't do dividend news. Um, We did a little bit of news. There wasn't really much, by the way, of dividend news. But you know what? If you asked, we'll do it. Uh, Best Buy raised their dividend 4.5%. That's their 19th straight year of increasing dividends. Uh, Camping World, ticker CWH, was downgraded to 20. Very unsafe dividend score. Linda, LIND, ticker LIN, Industrial Gases, Their 30th consecutive increase was 9%, small yield, but a dividend safety score of 99. And then Oxy, which is the uh, integrated oil and gas company that I do believe Big Warren B at the Berkshire still owns uh, 1.19% dividend yield. They raised that dividend 38%, but don't just go get too excited here because it's still down 23% or it's just 23% of the pre-pandemic level so they got a ways to go to raise that sucker up because they had cut it all the way to a penny and they're at 18 cents right now and those right there are some of your dividend stock newses Boop. <laughs> Boop. I booped you on the nose okay what do we got here so word to the wise I have made the switch instead of grin because I wanted something automatic. JJ Buckner from the Dividend Freedom YouTube channel, he has partnered with another chap and they created DividendTracker.com. I wanted something where I could show you, you guys could just check in whenever you want at your leisure and see what's going on. Now, the only thing about that is it's free to use and there's an affiliate link that I'll probably put below and if it's not there email me. I'll give it to you because I think I get 25 bucks kickback if you join. But um, yeah, it it's hooked up into my Schwab account. So it's supposed to auto-populate every 24 hours, which saves me some work instead of at the end of the week going into DeGrin and I had to do it all manually. And I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. So DividendTracker.com is where I'm sharing that at now. And you can still go to DapperDividends.com. I'll have that link to click my portfolio. And then I switched up the links inside of there. Which, by the way, my wife had poked around my website and said, this looks awful. And because I'm not posting content anymore, it needs to be more of just like like a, a landing page for me where there's information for now. But yeah, anyway. And then also below, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, I have that newsletter, so you can just sign up. Free newsletter. Every Sunday I'm putting it out. And you know what? I'm still struggling with the, the topic because I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if I could just give you the in you know, maybe one quick thought. I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll do a test balloon and a couple of you guys can let me know or gals, let me know what you think. Um I saw I a, a I won't say the name on Twitter. They were they were pimping their newsletter. So I checked it out and oh my God, it was hurting my brain. It was information, information, not information. It was information overload. And it just was a lot of mental calories. I literally was like, dude, could you have summed this up into two paragraphs maybe so I don't have to spend the next 15 minutes reading through this information. It was just, it was too much. And, and I I know what y- you get to feel like you got to give everybody all the information, but as I'm learning, just pick out a couple really important things. And if people are interested, they're going to go ahead and do their own research or maybe not, but it's not up to us to do every scrap of research for you guys. Does that make sense? So that that's where I'm learning and, and trying to go. Cause yeah, but anyway, the newsletter, so This is what I did today. I sold Snap-on. These were in the taxable accounts, ticker SNA for a 20% gain and Texas Instruments for a 9% gain. Now, don't go freaking out. There's nothing wrong with those stocks. They are beautiful, beautiful dividend stocks. But what I'm trying to do, and you may have seen me talk about it, is my dividend stock overlap. I'm trying to get that down to a couple or one. And all that that is, is I made a spreadsheet. You'll see it on the the portfolio update video if you follow me on YouTube. For the bridge account, the self-directed IRA, the Roth, then I have SCHD next to those because uh, I do hold that and that has some of these positions inside of it. Uh, Then DIVO, the covered call ETF of the blue chips. And then two Vanguard funds where I have a lot of our retirement money at, V-I-G-A-X and V-V-I-A-X. So I wanted to see how many instances I have of, say, a Verizon or Johnson & Johnson. So for instance, with Verizon, I have an overlap of five because I have Verizon in the Bridge account, the Roth account, uh, inside of S-C-H-D, which is also in the Roth and also inside of DIVO, which is for our kids' wedding, and then inside of VVIAX. So I have an exposure of five times of Verizon. And, you know, I just just want to consolidate that a little bit more, especially when the yields are not killer or there's not share price appreciation potential, if that makes sense. And I've already done that with... So SCHD has a dividend yield around 3.44%. And I'm looking, that's kind of my demarcation line. So if my yield on cost is, and remember yield on cost is when you buy a stock. So if if I buy a stock in 2020 and the PepsiCo just say keeps raising the dividends, well, I'm still getting the same dividends on that share price I bought in 2020 as somebody that just bought it today. So that's why you'd take today's dividend and divide it by the price of the share that you paid whenever you bought it. And that's your yield on cost. And sometimes it can be pretty, pretty dang high. So I don't remember where I was going with that, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. What we're, what I'm doing is trying to focus on companies that I have exposure of one on like Main Street, Nextar Media, Stag Industrial, Toronto Dominion, Algoma Steel. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. In the dividend tracker, I contacted JJ. I don't know if this is on Schwab's end or their end, but Algoma Steel and Franchise Group in the bridge are not showing up. So I do own those. But those are those are companies I want to focus on that I think I'm experimenting with a little bit, trying to analyze businesses, pick out good businesses that I can invest in for many, many years, And I still love those big blue chip companies that are inside of SCHD. And just to give a little bit of context here, dividendchannel.com, if you navigate there and you click on calculator, you can look and see what a drip return would be. So if you were to get share price appreciation and then reinvest all those dividends, what that would look like. So if we go back 10 years, March 2nd, 2013, for TXN, for Texas Instruments, if we were to invest $10,000, Texas Instruments is up a lot more than SCHD. But if you look back five years, it's about even. So Texas Instruments is up 550% compared to Schwab's total return of 228%. Both very good Your $10,000, if you would have bought TXN in March of 2013, would be worth about $65,000 with dividends reinvested, and your SCHD would be worth about $32,800. So that one didn't really work out well. But again, with Texas Instruments, I had only, I think, seven shares, and I'd bought it mostly in April. But I still do have exposure, like I said, in SCHD and inside of VIGAX, which is more of like the growth fund for um, in this Vanguard funds here. And again, with Snap-on, same thing. I have yeah, uh, it's it's a really good company. I Have that in V-V-I-A-I. VV, I keep hearing a VV. Yeah, but here, so Snap-on. If we do the same experiment with Snap-on, and I've already done this once for that same 10-year period, Snap-on has about a 282% gain to SCHD's 228%. And your $10,000 in March of 13 would be worth about $38,212 and $32,000 with uh, SCHD if you would put that and reinvested all dividends. But Again, SCHD, if you don't know, it's a basket of 100 blue chip companies. They raise their dividends. There's certain criteria they have to meet to be included inside of that ETF. And I know that it's been beaten to death. People, you know, talked about it over and over. And Verizon, though, is interesting because if we do the same experiment for Verizon, check this one out. $10,000 invested into Verizon and SCHD on March 4th, 2013 and reinvested dividends. So SCHD would be again, right? 228% gain would be your 10,000 becomes 32,839. But Verizon, this is where I want you guys, and I learned it myself, nobody explained it this way, and I've done a few videos, but I may need to do another one that's just way more out there and really grabs people's attention because if you would have put $10,000 into Verizon on March 4th, 2013 and reinvested all the dividends when everyone says they're such a high dividend paying company, Your $10,000 would be worth $12,875 for a gain, a total return of 28, call it 29%, 229% for SCHD versus 29% for Verizon. Now, Verizon is the number two holding currently, as I last looked inside of SCHD. That's a little concerning, but just look at that, and AT&T is pretty similar. I know I've done the experiment with at and But same thing, your at and is a 22% gain. It's even worth, w- worse. Worse, $10,000 in at and on March 4th, 2013 would be worth $12,201.24 right now. If you even reinvested all those dividends, bad, really, really bad. An average total return of 2.1% against SCHD's 12.63. So, I know we've talked about it. I'm looking at once I get back to close to even with Verizon and AT&T, I'm just going to sell them and buy SCHD so I can concentrate. I'm going to be doing that with more of these uh, kind of using the taxable account as a slush fund for the Roth. And now you might say like, "Well, you know, what if you needed that money from the Roth? Well, here's the cool thing. You can always take out your contributions from the Roth. So if you put in $6,000 a year and you make 6100 well, for that year, or I guess in total, I, I don't know. I hope I don't ever have to do this. Before you retire, this is, before you're 59 and a half, you can always take, you can only take out your contribution So just make it easy. If you've contributed $10,000 to your Roth and it's worth $10,100, you cannot take out that 100. You can take out 10,000, but that 100 has to stay. Otherwise, you're going to pay 10% penalty, I believe, on it. So the Roth is kind of that in-between area here in the United States. You'll never pay taxes on that money again. And that is just what we're doing. I'm loving that, man. So yeah, it felt a little... Eh... I didn't really like selling Snap-on and Texas Instruments, but I got them at really low bargain prices. And they're probably, in all honesty, a little bit overvalued right now. So, baby, I love it. We made it. You made it with me. We're going to <laughs> oh, get ready to pull out of your ear holes because I don't know. I always think I, I should should have written something down here. 35 minutes going long. We're gonna. I said 30 some odd minutes, and I love it be on the lookout for my dividend portfolio update video where I guess I pretty much told you everything. So you don't really need to watch it. What a great salesman you are. You just you just told them everything. Uh, it's okay. You love me. I love you. Not going to do Barney. And um, oh, dude, do you remember on Thanksgiving Day some years ago, the Barney balloon, it caught a light pole right in the Right in the gut, just deflated the whole thing. It was a windy day. Bad idea. And I don't know. Go look at I'm not going to put a link. Go to YouTube somewhere and find that for yourself. So Russ at DapperDividends.com. Always you can drop me a line. I will get back to you. I'll respond to you. And I don't know. Tell me what you're buying. What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? Any thoughts, comments, concerns, questions? Hit me also up on Twitter. Probably be easier there. And then the world can see it and other people can chip in and chime in. Uh, at Rusty Ram 78 is me on Twitter and I love it. Thanks for stopping on by everybody. <laughs> I will talk to you in the next one. So long everybody.